0: morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, Lakers are getting D'Angelo Russell back, it looks like, and because we cannot have just one day of just good news, it looks like they aren't going to have Mo Bamba for the foreseeable future. All reports and Darvin Ham quotes are uh, leading to the understanding that D'Angelo Russell should be back in the starting lineup tonight when the Lakers play the Toronto Raptors at home. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's return comes about, well, just like a shade over, I think a day after two weeks of his absence after uh, turning that ankle on Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, This is obviously longer than it was anticipated given the initial reports and the initial framing by the Lakers. But, like, really when you kind of look at it, two weeks ankle sprain seems kind of whatever, you know, not that big of a deal. Uh, Which, uh, you know, is kind of why I was annoyed at the initial framing because two weeks for an ankle sprain shouldn't really surprise anybody. But because they kind of treated it day to day to day to day to day, you start to, you know, I I certainly saw plenty in my mentions and certainly after every report regarding D'Angelo Russell You started to see some restlessness and people calling him soft when, again, ankle sprain, two weeks seems altogether reasonable. Uh, This is huge, though, getting D'Angelo Russell back, getting that primary ball handler back in the starting lineup, and then allowing another primary ball handler in Dennis Schroeder to to run the second unit and in the role that I I still think he is kind of best equipped to do. Uh, We'll also see Dennis and Austin Reeves, I think, play off of each other, something that. Uh, was starting to look pretty good, uh, and and that's been kind of the nice thing over the last couple weeks is those guys developing a chemistry which can I think carry over to when Schroeder moves to the bench. Uh, D'Angelo Russell brings shooting, he brings spacing, he brings uh, he, he, him and AD can start to develop to develop their chemistry in the pick and roll. Uh, this is just good news, getting Russell back. And, you know, just as importantly as the next few weeks of basketball, and we'll talk about the seating here in a second and, and where everything stand right now, but just as important as, hey, getting into the postseason, doing whatever they can in the postseason, D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Davis getting some reps and the Lakers starting to see what they actually might have there uh, so that they can make a decision in this upcoming offseason – also hugely important. I could argue just as, if not more important than whatever these next couple of weeks are going to look like, depending on what LeBron James's foot uh, heals like. So yeah, I, I would love to to say that uh, everything is fixed with D'Angelo Russell coming back. Obviously not. There are still some, you know, there's a LeBron James size hole in the rotation right now, but... He certainly alleviates some of the issues that the Lakers have had. Uh, and even while they've had those issues, because of the balance and the depth in this roster as we currently see it, they've still managed to go 7-3. and three. All that said, and we'll talk about the, the game tonight here in a second, I guess, but all that said, starting to get nervous about how optimistic I'm feeling about the Lakers. Good news is we get more injury news to bring me right back down to earth. As one player re-enters the rotation, seems like it just has to be this way, another player exits the rotation. Mo Bamba obviously didn't play in the last game, tweaked his ankle, and it is an ankle sprain of the real bad variety, a high ankle sprain, which like a high ankle sprain for Mo Bamba, I wonder if that's like a, a knee sprain for normal people. Uh, but yeah, he is going to be missing at least four weeks, it looks like, which takes up basically the rest of the regular season. And, uh, you know, given his role on the team, that backup center spot, and given what we've seen from Wayne and Gabriel uh, in those minutes that Mo Bamba hasn't been playing, I, I could understand why fans are kind of wondering, hey, you have an extra roster spot. Why not bring in somebody just in case there's an injury or there's foul trouble or whatever? Um, So I guess we can go through those options really quick. But before we do that, we do have to talk about Mo Bamba's absence and what it does before the Lakers or if the Lakers are going to move on and do anything with that 15th roster spot. Uh, Bamba, I don't know. I haven't been particularly impressed. I think he's kind of plotting. He is a willing shooter, which is a nice change from Thomas Bryant, who is more of a theoretical floor spacer. Uh, I, Bamba offers some stuff that is kind of intriguing, but for the most part, I don't know. I, I I'm not. I'm. I. It's it's obviously a small sample size. Haven't seen much of his game, but the Mo Bomba experience, I'm kind of sort of out on. Uh, that said he is the lakers only other 7-footer right now and that kind of limits what the lakers might be able to do defensively uh and and the other thing too is they did allocate resources into bringing him in patrick beverly was a a reasonably sized uh expiring contract they did use a second round pick to go bring him in um i, I don't know i I think it was kind of a a miss. I, I called it kind of a heat check on the um, on the All Access Lakers show that I did earlier tonight. Make sure you check out that show if if you can, and and um, make sure you check out what Aaron is building over there at All Access Lakers. It's a really cool channel. But um, yeah, I I wasn't really thrilled with with that move. I would have preferred to bring in a another wing. Regardless, though. They did go in and, and, and they did go out and bring in Mo Bamba. And to this point, I haven't been particularly thrilled and and even further there. And it's not like you can, it's not like I knew when they were trading for him. I was like, oh, well, he's definitely getting hurt. Uh, and that was why I was, I wasn't over the moon with the acquisition. Uh, this just, you know, it, it just, it was already an iffy one. And now it looks like he's going to be missing the rest of the season. And it's just kind of a bummer all the way around. Now, as far as replacing him uh, from the outside, right? You have Di- Dwight Howard playing in Taiwan. You have Boogie Cousins, who was a free agent. You have Serge Ibaka, who was a free agent. Unfortunately, Nerlens Noel went and signed in Brooklyn before we really knew what was going on here. So that's not an option anymore. Um, obviously, Thomas Bryant was traded to Denver because he didn't think there were going to be minutes which kind of gets back to why bringing in a 15th player, I wouldn't sign anybody for the rest of the season. If the Lakers are going to bring anybody in, I think it should be of the 10-day variety. Um, If you use two 10-days on one player and then you use another two 10-days or another one 10-day on another player, that's 30 days worth of, of coverage there, and that maybe gets you back to where Bamba would would be getting ready to at least be reevaluated if not coming back. Uh, I that's the route I would go, you know, just kind of rotate a couple guys in on on 10 day contracts. Um, I beyond that though, using that 15th roster spot on a player who would be your third center behind at maybe even fourth right because you know you have ad obviously he's going to be playing thirty five ish or thirty four ish minutes at at center and then you have and Gabriel who's going to be making up the other uh, 24 or or I guess 15 to 20 and then you know occasionally you might go really small where you have Rui out there or you have uh, Vando out there so you're talking about you know your third or fourth strength center and do you want to now I I know the Lakers are tax-conscious and they are going to be saying, you know, why pay taxes on a guy who probably isn't going to be playing very much um, and who, who is just going to be a circumstantial player. I, I get that, uh, but those circumstances will arise, right? Um, if it isn't an injury, which, again, knock on wood, we don't have to experience, but if it isn't an injury, foul trouble. And we've seen it with Winnie and Gabriel. I think while, we have been, while I've been talking, while you're listening to this right now, Wenyon Gabriel just picked up his second foul in the first quarter. I don't know how. Doesn't make any sense, but it probably just happened. Um, so I I I do think if if you are kind of leaning heavily on you got to go out and get somebody, um, and I think a lot of times it's 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 action for the sake of action. But I understand it. You know, we we've seen injuries pop up. We've seen foul trouble pop up with Wenyon. It, it it might make some sense to go out and get somebody. Um, we also know that, that Demarcus Cousins and, and AD have a friendship, and you know maybe that makes some some sense for why the Lakers would go in that direction. Uh, but but overall, it, whether they do or they don't, it's not something I'm losing any sleep over. All right, so let's take a look at the standings as they currently stand. Uh, the Lakers are in at the nine spot. They are tied with the Pelicans with 34 losses on the season. Um, the five and six and seven and eight teams, the Clippers, Golden State Warriors, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Dallas Mavericks, all have 33 losses. And then you have the Utah Jazz and Oklahoma City Thunder and Portland Trailblazers with 35 losses on the season. Uh, Here's an interesting one. So if the Lakers win tonight against Toronto, which they'll probably be favored, Um, I'm not positive how this game is going to go. It makes me kind of nervous. But if the Lakers find a way to win this one and the Warriors who played the uh, Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday lose that one, the Lakers and Warriors would be tied at 34 losses apiece on the season. Why that feels important to me, I don't even know necessarily. It just kind of does. And I, so really just kind of an opportunity here, right? The, the, I'm sure Golden State Warriors fans and the Warriors themselves thought when they got Steph back, it would be an immediate shot in the arm and that they would, you know, kind of hit the ground running or whatever. But that hasn't been the case. So for the Lakers, if they can get back and have the same number of losses as the Warriors and, and, Have momentum in that spot where both teams like the Warriors, I would almost say, you know, relative to expectations, I would imagine kind of feel like they're taking a step back. Whereas the Lakers, they just got a key piece of their starting lineup back a key piece of their rotation back and have some momentum here moving forward, having the same number of losses with forward momentum. Feels important. So kind of a big opportunity here for the Lakers to remain ahead of schedule and be in a team that you kind of feel like they should. And and then the other last part here regarding this matchup in particular, but the Lakers have been playing good basketball. Um, Aaron uh, tweeted out the other day that like, hey, the Lakers are just like good now. Uh, they're just winning now. It's, it's just like a regular thing that they are winning basketball games. You head into... How long has it been since you headed into a game and felt confident that they might win? or they they how long has it been since you headed into a game and felt the Lakers should win one, right? And that's the case here. So um, it's it's important here to maintain that forward momentum, to not take a step back and not allow yourself to fall back into, you know, that five and five schedule when you can really, you know, even with LeBron being out, continue this run, continue this forward momentum. Um, I, I, It should happen. I'm hoping it does. I'm a little nervous because, again, I feel kind of optimistic, and that never ends well. But still, this this does feel like a pretty big opportunity tonight at home against the Toronto Raptors. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast and this week's episodes of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Can't wait to, again, get back to... Uh, the, the irregularly scheduled podcasts and talking to people again, hoping to make some some uh, progress in that regard here shortly. Um, but until then, you guys are kind of stuck with me. So until <laughs> until the next time I I, I I talk to you guys, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.